What? What? Start. Are, you... are we are we starting? <sighs> are you recording? Okay, how I'm long? recording, but I mean, we don't have to start at this point. I'm just recording in case, you know, there's some gold content. Well, I mean, this has been absolutely 18 <laughs> carats so far, so... Yeah, should we call it, should we call it a day? How, we hello. don't even have an intro, do we? We um, can just go, hello. hello. Oh, let's, let's do a harmony of hello. Hello. What? <laughs> it sounded a bit like a really crap church. What? It's just a church where everyone's joining the choir, but they're just really, really bad. Like one of those really nice village choirs Look. when everyone's too polite to tell them that they can't sing. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, you're doing really well. So what games have you been playing recently? Oh, so many games. All the games, yeah. It's probably easier to ask what games I haven't been playing. Well, I, I got back into Pokemon Go recently because I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. You can connect it to your Switch game version of Pokemon and carry your Pokemon over and be like, oh, look at these Pokemons and just basically just have a nice time. It's definitely not as difficult to play as the original games were that I grew up with. And like they've Nintendo have properly watered down the difficulty to the point where it's actually kind of ridiculous. Do you, do you think it's okay to like properly dumb down the difficulty of games just for the sake of attracting a younger audience because like i if i played the pokemon games as they are now when i was 12 i would have hated them because they're just so very easy the only reason i enjoy them now is because i recognize the pokemon i mean it's pokemon isn't it i mean i mean you probably shouldn't be playing it anymore really wow are you gatekeeping <laughs> games i mean i mean look look i I still don't understand the concept of Pokemon. I'm not saying it, it, it shouldn't exist. I just don't get it. So I'm not in a very good position to talk about it. Okay, so like Ninja Gaiden, that game is rock hard. Imagine yeah. if they re-released it. It's exactly the same game, but they made it easier. Oh, that'd be amazing. So then I could play it. I'd be like, well, what? this is incredible. I can actually... What, what about if they re-released Mario Kart on the N64 yeah. as an easier version? Just for I'm all for it, yeah. Because really? I'm very for easy gaming now. I, get, I, get, I just get annoyed when games are difficult. I just haven't got the patience. I'm like, oh, God, I wish I could just complete this and then I can have a cup of tea and, and sit down, you know. Do you not find that quite unfulfilling? I, I don't i don't think i really get fulfillment from games i i it kind of I, I play games to kind of clear my mind and to relax but i i don't play them to get fulfillment well uh, on to a completely unrelated note the creepy thing that i've found out this week what is that cadaver synod S sorry cadaver synod uh, no right okay so there was this bloke right yeah and he was a pope. He was a pope. Which pope was he? Pope Formosus. Formos Formosus. <laughs> anyway, so this was in. Is like... it a real pope? Yeah, no, it was genuine. Okay. This this genuinely happened. So in like eight hundred ninety seven, right? Eight hundred ninety seven BC or AD? AD. The guy who became the pope after he died had his corpse exhumed and took it to the papal court so they could judge him. They were trying to get him done for perjury and for some other legal gubbins. So they brought his body to the court and he was there like the entire time, just as a dead body. Was he, was he okay with that? Well, he was dead, but I mean... Okay. Oh, this is the bloke they put in the chair, isn't it? And he was like decomposing. Yeah. 
He was just rock, rock. He was just rocking about in a chair, having a good time. Well, um, he wasn't a ghost, was he? Well, I mean, he probably he probably was. Okay, but his corpse wasn't. But if he if he was a ghost, he would he would only be a single ghost. Yeah, we're not going. Well, don't yeah. use this as an opportunity to start shoveling double ghosts back into the. Agenda. As far as I'm aware, only one ghost of him would exist. Okay, so there's there's one ghost. So his corpse is in the room, and he's a ghost, probably next next to it. Hanging around, having a good time, being. Why like, would well, he be next to it? Why, why would he be like, oh, I'm really like, because he couldn't even say or do anything at his own trial. Well, because if if, if someone's like, if you've died and someone's moving your body about, you're going to follow them, aren't you? And be like, well, what are you doing? Where are you going with my body? And if they bring it to a courthouse, you're going to be like, what the shit? And then once you realise that you can just take it easy, you'll probably have a good time. All right, I I, I don't think ghosts stick to their bodies after they die. Well, how do you know? How do you know? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I just why? I mean, because you get ghosts from ages ago, and their bodies have like properly decomposed, and there's no sign of them. Well, yeah, but once the body's in a resting place, then they'll bugger off. When the body is knocking about in a court, you know, he's he's going to be a bit like, guys, what are you doing? Okay, look, you, you you're getting away from the point. There was what this the guy, point? and he was dead, and they 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 put him on trial, and he was a corpse, like literally just a corpse, just sat there. Can you imagine that happening like today? That's really hanging on to something, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a deep grudge. If he's dead and you still want to put, put him through a trial. So what was the outcome of the trial? He was found guilty. Oh, so it was worthwhile. This this bothers me because how could he have been found guilty if he didn't have a defence? Did he have a defence lawyer? <laughs> I mean, mean, I can't find any information about whether he actually was given a defence lawyer. What about if he wanted to plead guilty? He might have just been like, yeah, I was guilty and gone for a linear sentence. Yeah, but he was dead. And I'm just annoyed by the idea of this, there being a bunch of lawyers shouting at this dead guy who can't respond. A bunch of lawyers. So it was so that they could take away his title of Pope. He doesn't give a shit. He's dead. I know, but I mean, maybe you know because they're religious, they they probably thought he was in heaven, just going like, "What what are you doing?" And then when his papacy got taken away from him, God was like, right, fuck off, just pushes him off a cloud and he goes straight into hell. Oh, that's what God does, is it? Is it like, oh, you, you're not the Pope anymore. Get the fuck out of my house. Yes. Down to hell. It Because, you know, it was a trial, so it lasted quite a while. It got you know, quite a lot of word got round, you know, that there's some lawyer shouting at a dead guy. Somehow, I'm not entirely sure how, but the, the Pope's body ended up washing up on the banks of the river. What, like with fairy liquid or? No, no, it, look, all right. It started to perform miracles and everyone was like, oh, wow. What, the body started to perform miracles? It was, apparently, it started to perform miracles, yeah. What did it do? I, nice things, I don't know. No, I don't, the no, thing is, nice like, things. In, back then, people were mental. They, were, they thought miracles could have been absolutely anything. I mean, there was that woman who made a load of money because she kept, like, shoving dead animals up her vagina and saying that she was giving birth to rabbits. They were so easily fooled back then because they didn't have anything else to compare it to, did they? Well, she was obviously clever. I mean, they can't have all been stupid. She was onto something. She's like, well, grab, a, grab a few rabbits, lob them up there, make some cash. No. <laughs> she eventually got done for that, I think. What do you mean as done? You would. Well, she, she got executed, I think. I imagine she'd have quite a nasty vaginal infection to start with. I mean, so, that's probably a relief. Let, uh, let, shall we move on to the next topic? Right. Well, I mean, you, you brought it up. <laughs> I know, and I wish I saying, hadn't. I'm going to start shoving rabbits. Jesus. No. That's no. what happens, is it? In, in medieval no, times. Okay, right. We're push, look, there was a cadaver and he was in the courtroom and, and people were having a nice time. Right. How, how does this relate to gaming? You like to start with, no. you like, 
You're like, I know, what, but what games just, have you been playing? It's, oh, it's how about just, this dead pope? Okay, and then look. It was a woman who had right? rabbits shoved up a bed. It was, what, it you... was just. Well, let's let's not we look. All right, I I just wanted this podcast to be about weird stuff, and <laughs> you know, I think I think we're getting there. I think we're good. Right, let's let's talk about something cute. Okay, so seals, right? Oh, I love seals. When seals are happy, they're great singer. Big... I mean, he he <sighs> top of the charts for a while. But anyway, so when the animal seals get happy, yeah. they turn yeah, into yeah. bananas. How cute is that? What do you mean turn into bananas? They turn into bananas. It doesn't turn into a banana. It, well, no, it turns into the shape of a banana, like properly the shape of a banana. No, it doesn't. It does. If you see a seal that's dead happy, right, it is literally, it looks like a banana. And it just what? sort of like rocks back and forth because it's like, I'm having such a good time. What do you mean bananas come in all sorts of shapes? You get straight bananas. Conventional banana shape. You know, that curve. They turn into a banana. Right, end of anecdote. Right, so literally you can pick up a seal when it's happy and just chomp on it. Well, no, it's, it's the shape of a banana and they sort of rock about and they just have a nice time. It's really cute. Who found this out? I, I, look, I researched this and I, look, anyone can find it out because they just go and see a seal that's happy. It's just like eating a load of penguins or something. It's having a nice time. And they're like, oh, look, it's turned into a banana shape. I mean, I, I just thought it was a nice, cute thing. It's just weird, isn't it? I mean, no. well, look, you can't just walk up to someone and say, hey, do you know that seals turn into bananas when they're happy? Why not? You can't do that. We can't do that. You can't put someone in that situation. They'll be like, oh, God, what's, what's wrong with you? And, 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 you know, it's it's just, it's a disturbing conversation. You know what? I'm certain that the listeners of our podcast would like that. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the seals. I'm glad they turn into bananas rather than like a pineapple or something. There's another weird thing. Uh, Perpetual stew. Yeah. Well, it's so, like perpetual motion, but in stew form. N- no, that would be like a seal rocking back and forth. A perpetual stew is a stew or food that's like, it can be decades old and people still eat it. Because Why it's constantly... would you do that? No, what, okay, be... listen. Oh, for God's sake. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> like no, a stew. Don't even let me explain it. You just straight away like, I, oh, it's just, fuck it's just, off. The concept is just like, what the shit? Right. So back in the old days, they used to have what was called perpetual stew, where, you know, you go to an inn or something, get a room, and there'd be a big pot on the fire that is constantly kept at a certain temperature for like literally weeks, months, even years. And they just chucked whatever it was that they had available. Now, this is a practice that is still a thing that happens most frequently in Asia. There's actually a restaurant where there's this massive miso soup, which has been cooking for about 60 years and the family just keep passing it on to each other it's not it's not no it's not a perpetual stew is it it's not an infinite stew that never ends it's literally a different stew right they just can't be asked to wash up it's people eat the stew and then they're like oh the pot you know it's getting empty we'll just chuck some more stuff in there and that's a different stew just because they can't be bothered to clean it but it's kept at the same temperature. What does that, what, what, what does the that mean? The whole time. It means that it's perpetually cooking. It's, but it's, it's perpetually being eaten. So if it's yeah, perpetually but, being but eaten, then the stew isn't... There'll be there'll be particles and stuff from it from decades and decades That's, ago. No, no, there, well, that is, no. Yes, I mean, there will. You, yes, no, there will. No, yes. no. Probability says that a particle can't last for 10 years in a stew pot just sitting there. It'll get taken out within like a month or something at the most i mean i i no okay unless I, it's like a really heavy carrot which is always on the bottom ah! 
right? <laughs> it's not going in. It's, it's going. No, but it's, it's all, all like really heavy carrots and stuff. But would you be okay with master stock? <laughs> what's, what's that? A rival to MasterChef? No. It, <laughs> Just people cooking stock. It's basically the same thing as a perpetual stew, but the stock that you get after poaching and, and braising and vegetables and stuff, but it's it's perpetually added okay. to in the same manner. The thing that's perpetual is the heat and the lack of washing up. How do they keep it non-ruined for 60 years? I, they don't, do they? They probably, yes, they I mean... they do. Right, okay, well, no, I if, found if, it. If, it. If it goes right. bad... There's this restaurant, excuse me, there's this, (laughs) there's this restaurant in Japan and it's kept the broth simmering since 1945, only because the previous batch was destroyed in World War II. Has anyone told them that there's uh, global warming? Well, I think the master stocks don't need to be warmed all the time. Well, then it's not perpetual, is it? It's just... It will not be immediately reused. It will be boiled, skinned, strained and cooled. And then it will be brought back again. Everything's reused, isn't it? Everything is reused. Our water is recycled piss. Our water supply is perpetual water. You know what? I love the fact that it takes so little to get you riled up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, look at this cool thing. Like, Literally, right. Should should we go to Japan and go to that restaurant now? You just burst in. Like, no, this is not perpetual (laughs) stew. I just smashed the pot over. Yes, it's absolutely (laughs) livid. There, there. It's like being passed through for generations. It is proper sort of sacred thing you're there like no it's not just smacking them with a pan i mean when you put it like that it sounds quite ignorant <laughs> <laughs> just completely decimating someone's culture <laughs> all right look i'm happy to to, to drop it all right right okay, i've seen the error you. of my ways I, I, okay. I appreciate that i thought we could read kids jokes to each other honestly so go on at kids write jokes on twitter Okay, you ready? Ready ready for some amazing I've jokes. I've never been more ready. Knock, knock. Hi. Interrupting cow. <laughs> I haven't even finished it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. Come okay. in, come in, come and sit down, mate. <laughs> it's good to have you. Oh, that's a good joke. All right. Knock, knock. Hello. A common cow. <laughs> I, I've got your mate in here. Come in. Take a seat. We'll have a great time. Knock, knock. Hi. Banana. Are you a seal? <laughs> what are you doing at my house? Why are you so damn happy? Okay, I, th- I think you should read them because I, I can't, I can't, okay. I can't. Okay, so <laughs> a monkey danced. Why? <laughs> Why? To impress girls. <laughs> it was a dark and creepy night there was a black and white figure in the forest it was a cow (laughs) oh this this, this is a good one this is an excellent one okay my dog likes to eat garlic Hmm. that's it that's the joke (laughs) wow these these are genius this is amazing Son, you're late for dinner. We had guests. <laughs> What's a skeleton's favourite food? Uh, uh, perpetual stew. Rice. What? It's rice, isn't it? No, Obviously. It's not rice. If you're Why a skeleton, you like rice. No, I don't get that. I, I need to, the kid that wrote that needs to explain that to me. Knock, knock. Who's there? But. But who? <laughs> you live on Butt Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one is true. What's the banana's favourite thing to eat? 
I don't know. A horse. What did the ocean say to the person? Get off me. <laughs> Just get off me, mate. I'm just having a nice time. And you're dunking yourself in me. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. What do you call a chicken that does not got feathers? I don't know. A, a naked face. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute classic. <laughs> what do you call a man with a spade on his head? Spade man? A farmer. <laughs> I like how you're properly, properly cackling at these. These oh, are this... like so on your, your level. Oh, this this like... is a good one. What do you get when you cross a dinosaur with a cat? Uh, uh, Answer, uh... that would never happen. <laughs> oh, What do you call an orange with no skin? <laughs> no skin man. <laughs> and no skin it turns into a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, look. Okay, look. That's, that's enough jokes. <laughs> but some uh, of them are so relatable. No, this we can't just sit here all night look, going through kids' where, jokes. Where, where do I live? In a bag of trash. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> Why did the egg get arrested? The cops didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I? <laughs> Police are like, right, come on, mate. <laughs> He's just panicking. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> All right, look, come on. What's, what's next right. on your little agenda? Oh. So this is an interesting thing. This is your kind of thing. Yeah. Swatch internet time. Swatch internet time? And they announced it in 1998. It was supposed to go... They were trying to challenge sort of general time. And how they were doing it was they were saying it was like a, gen, a, a time for the entire world as opposed to being in time zones. Each solar day was divided into a thousand parts, which they called beats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you were able to sort of say, oh, I'm doing this at 983 beat time. Mm -hmm. And everyone would know that means half past 10 or whatever. That'd be quite straightforward. You wouldn't have to coordinate. Say you had 10 people in 10 different time zones. That's a massive ball ache. You can say like, 4 p.m. GMT, but then some people will translate the time wrong and they won't account for British summertime. Whereas this would be good. I like it. I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, it was actually used by Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Star Online because of the cross-service thing on Dreamcast. So it did actually have applications, but it just it didn't stick. Swatch did release watches which had these beats on them. It was called Beal Mean Time, and it was still technically a time zone because they took the start of these a thousand beats as being where in, in switzerland where they make swatch oh so this was a swatch thing so swatch made it and then they were trying to push it yeah it's because they made a whole line of watches called beat watches that they were trying to you know flog with this thing you know you're not going to know what beat the day is unless you have a, a beat swatch that's a crazy thing to try and push imagine going to the marketing department with that like we're going to make a new time and they're like yeah all right fair enough no, it is, it. it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. I, I would like to know more about it because just, just the idea, can you imagine now a, a marketing company being like, okay, right, so we don't like, we don't like the metric system. Let's change it to flobbity gobbets. And everyone's like, okay, well, no, 
But for some reason, they still managed to get flobbity gobbets through the marketing right yeah. on. It's just like trying to make everybody measure everything. I mean, that, that, that sounds like 90s marketing in a nutshell, doesn't it? It's crazy. They wouldn't get away with it now. Yeah, 90s marketing was mental. I mean, I suppose that it was a very experimental era. Tech was still very young. Yes. You know, you've got things like the QCAT. I, I mean, that's just useless. Well, well can we keep that on the low, please? Because I haven't made my video about that yet. And if people hear QCAT, they're going to be like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this means that you can't you can't do a video about Swatch internet time then. Well, well I can. Okay. I'll do it now. Well, don't go on then. I, I will. I, we'll I'll get, get a Swatch. Just... I'll go on live and find one of these watches and then I'll start living my life by it. But just me, the only person in the world who's <laughs> using that, that time format. Trying to... <laughs> people are trying to book meetings with me. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll see you at... <laughs> 512 beats they're like what i might do that. that 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 would help me to avoid all meetings which is ideal talking about analog clocks did i tell you that my new car has got an analog clock in it so i, I bought a Renault 19 from 1990 so because i'm going to make a, a video about it because i've always wanted to make a video about a car so i this one popped up and i bought it and it's amazing it's got an analog clock in it which is the highlight because imagine a car today, a modern car, just having a whacking great analog clock on the dashboard. It it did look quite nice in the photo, but I'm just thinking because my my dad is a big fan of old cars. Uh, yeah. He has a Rally RME, which he restored from absolute scrap. That's from mm -hmm. like 1950s, and also he's got the MGB from 1960, I think it is, that he had when he was a teenager. He still got that. I remember when I was growing up, he would sort of drag us out in this friggin' MG, and he had to refuel so frequently. And also, it sounded like a like a bomb going off. I mean, it was yeah. mental. I remember him rolling up at the school car park to pick me up when I was like 16, and just everyone turning and looking at this guy just <laughs> in this MG with this like the engine was like just bouncing off the walls of the building and everyone was staring at him and i was like oh my god <laughs> you so, get out with your hand over your face they, oh, and that's what shit. i did I, like, I walked past him with my <laughs> hand over my face and was just sort of like can you go down here away from the people i mean this isn't that type of car this is just like a 1.4 okay it's, it's, i mean the fuel economy is pretty good actually it's a bit ropey in places the engine didn't like being on earlier i tried to start it and for five minutes it was complaining a lot about <laughs> being on i mean it's very much like you <laughs> just waking up like oh god <laughs> just flailing just leave me alone <laughs> it was such an effort to steer it because there's no power steering it's like me getting out of bed and just kind of oh rocking around the oh house. my god this is 100 percent you which reminds me my bed desk is coming tomorrow and oh, i am no. absolutely stoked i cannot wait just want to lie on the sofa on my bed like and just type it's gonna be awesome the problem with this is because your bed desk is like a little desk that you put over your kind of lap, isn't it? You're not going to get out of bed ever again. You'll wake up, you'll roll over, you'll pick up your bed desk and you'll be like, oh. I don't see what the problem with that is. I mean, at least I'm I mean, working. It's all right, but you'll get, you might get bed sores and you've got rats to deal Look, with. Look, it'll what, be what fine. It'll be fine. I mean, my friend who, she, she was the one who alerted me to it. She reconnected with me recently. She's a writer in London. So obviously she's able to just stay at home. And she was saying that the bed desk is an absolute game changer. <laughs> so to make herself feel better for, for, for never getting out of bed, she's like, I need to share this with my friends. So that there's other people in this filthy club. What? Of not not moving. I, I am more than happy to get involved in that club. I said to her, I have never heard of a bed desk. I am. That's why she phoned you. 
She she told me about it and I ordered it instantly. I was she, like, she, right. She's probably been hired by the marketing team. She was like, I can get you yeah, a sale yeah, probably. instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I know the perfect person. Because I ordered one and that was it. And then we complained about Tom Nook for a bit. She's got uh, the special Animal Crossing edition of the Switch, which has the picture of Tom Nook and his two little nooklets oh, waving at so people. Angry. What do you mean waving at people? What, on the cover? I was actually going to get a Switch case for you, which had that design on it, because even though it's Tom Nook and his little nooklets, right, it's him on a tiny little island waving. So I thought it could be like, oh, it's, it's you abandoning him on an island and just leaving. Oh, so it's like, from my perspective, as I take off a... Before I nuke the island, I don't want—I don't want to take his kids out. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I just want—I just want nuke on there. You just want him. Yeah, I don't want to happily admit to nuking children on <laughs> on a podcast. I just want nuke. Yeah, but I mean, Peter, think about it. Those kids are going to end up like him. They already are, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Could... They're running a shop and they've got aprons. I mean, it's you an go issue. in the shop and they're like, "Do you want this? Oh, do you want to check this out?" You... And you have to deal with one to sell stuff, don't you? You literally barter with a child, and he's like, "Nah, mate, I'm not giving you that." You know, best you'll get is a tenner for five hundred tomatoes or whatever. It's like, fuck off, mate. Five years old. Oh, I, I need to start playing that again, but I'm still livid about the turnip incident. Look, 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 I need to start playing it again. But the problem is I'm in my tent and I can't progress because I refuse to get a house. It's not as much fun. Well, get a house. That's the point of the game. I don't want a house. I'm in a catch 22. I don't want a house because I don't want to be in Nook's pocket. We've been through this. All you need to look, you just you take out mortgage. You pay it back instantly with the bells no, that I no, sent you. No, I shouldn't have to take out the mortgage if I've got the money. What we need to do is I really think that we should stream us playing Animal Crossing together because I want Peter. So for anyone listening who isn't quite clear, Peter is not joking. He genuinely refuses to play Animal Crossing the way you're supposed to play it because he hates the capitalist scum that is Tom Nook. On Peter's Island, there's literally a tent, an absolute shit ton of weeds because he's, he says he likes a natural look. Hey, I've been sorting that. He's collected like a load of items, but you can't put items in the tent apart from like a camp bed and a lamp. So <laughs> it's there's like a just scrapyard. <laughs> genuine. There's just all this shit because I kept sending you stuff for a while. So I sent you like a rice cooker, a hi-fi system. And it's all just there in a field, and there's just you in a tent, <laughs> and there's just all this shit just on a field. And... What am I supposed to do with it? But I mean, what about the other islanders? They're like, well, what's this? There's a rice cooker in a field. And... Know, come and visit me, and if I to try and go and visit them apparently they're never in they're like no i'm not in today mate well, no. it's like they, they refuse to associate with me because i live in a tent well yeah and you've got a rice cooker and you've got all sorts of items just out just they probably see you coming and they just hide in a cupboard i mean if, if nook kicks me off the island i'll be happy i can start my own island without his shitty rules being <laughs> imposed on me i didn't want to come to his island i can't even leave the only place I can go is to someone else's island, and then they've got their own version of Nook. <laughs> you can't ever escape. Look, look, look. I, we can't get stuck on this notion of Tom yeah, Nook on yeah, every we podcast. Can't. Literally, it's going to last rage like, about Tom Nook. like 20 hours. What I was going to do was uh, we'll do a regular segment where I read uh, infamous fan fiction, or at least, you know, part of it and see if you think it's amazing, like Rise of the Robots level or whatever. No, obviously not. This is a very, very famous fan fiction. 
and I will abridge it, but it's quite short anyway. This is Legolas by Laura. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this kind of thing is really sweet because it's obviously written by someone who must be quite young. Um, and I used to write, around fic- write fan fiction when I was this young as well. M- maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll get you to read it on one of these podcasts. What, what your fan fiction? My fan fiction, yes, it is still indeed online. Let's, let's listen to Legolas by Laura. <clears throat> Legolas was riding along the woods and one day he found a baby waped in cloth. So he got off his horse and went to the baby and then Legolas said, who left you here little one? And then the baby just cried and then Legolas pick her up and hold her and then the baby stopped crying and then Legolas said, your name is going to be Laura. And then Legolas and the baby what went onto the horse and went back here? to the castle and she said, father, mother, I found this little baby in the woods and then Legolas' mother got up and walked down and said, how do people put baby in woodlands to die? <gasps> The Legolas father said, we're going to keep her. And then Legolas was happy for summerizing. What? That was the intro. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean that was the intro? So that that was the intro and there was one full stop in it. Oh, okay. Ten years later. <laughs> what? It just jump, jumps to ten years later. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Legolas got up and went into Laura's room and said good morning and then Laura said good morning too. Then Legolas said what's the matter and then Laura said Legolas I want to know how to ride a horse. Then Legolas said okay. Then Legolas said first you dresses and have something to eat and then we will go for a horse ride lesson. Meanwhile Strider and Gandalf was riding towards where Legolas lived and then Strider said Gandalf I do not know Legolas had a sister and then Gandalf said I did not know as well. <laughs> Meanwhile, at it's a bit of chit chat. Dark Lord was planning. Oh, oh, I didn't know either. To kidnap the princess, but not the boss of the orcs came and said, "I'll get her for you, sir." And then the Dark Lord said, "Yes, you can." Okay. <laughs> yeah, go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to abridge it. Okay, but I mean, there seems to be like a massive chunk of superfluous information. A key plot point. Look, Gandalf and Strider have shown up, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Legolas said, do you want to stay for a night? And then Gandalf and Strider said, yes, please. And then they had tea and went to the night. Legolas asked the guards to keep an eye on Lara's while orcs climbed up the window and grabbed Lara. And then Lara woke up and screamed. And then the guard went into her room and saw lots of orcs. And then Legolas ran down the gut. Legolas said, where is Lara? And the guard said, the orcs took her. Yes, fair enough. A few hours later. Is this this the whole of the Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Legolas and the others was on the way to Mondor to save Princess while in the cell while Laura was kept to keep Laura <laughs> woke Mondor, up. Like, like the oldie version. Little. <laughs> that is how it's written. And there was blood and scars. She could only move her right arm but not her left. Laura said, I feel so cold. And then she can't see the very front gates of Mondor was Legolas and the others. And then they said, Laura, let go. And the Dark Lord said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me... Meanwhile, Legolas got to the cell where Laura was, said, Laura, why are you in there? And Laura said, oh, Legolas, you finally came. And then Logolas said, you're all right. And then Logolas said, no, I'm not all right. It's it's just a misspelling. And Yeah, so basically she had a really bad time. Anyway, (laughs) Legolas found her, right? And then the orcs came. Then the fight began. Oh, this is going to be intense, Peter. Right. Legolas got out his bow and arrows and started firing at Legolas, saw some swords and said, Strider, is that you? And then Strider said, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then Legolas and the others started to kill while Gandalf is have a full fun time trying to destroy (laughs) the Dark Lord. He's having a fucking jolly over in the corner. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wish Frodo and Merry and Pippin and Sam were here. And then... what, 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 what? So they could join in the death? <laughs> yes, apparently. To help with Laura. And then... Oh, my God. And then a sword came out of nowhere and said, Some wished us here. And then Gandalf turned and said, Frodo Baggings, why are you doing here? And then Frodo said, We came to help you and we also got rid of the ring. And... <laughs> The, the, the main plot point's gone. And then the Dark Lord said, oh no. And then the magical powers from Gandalf destroyed the Dark Lord. That's it. Yeah, that's good. To be honest, if Lord of the Rings was that, I would have enjoyed it more. Well, it's there's a little bit more. There's a, there's the, the aft aftermath. A few hours oh, there later. Is, there is in the proper film, though, isn't it? There's yes, like an hour-long yes, segment. exactly. Jumping on beds and stuff. Oh, right, so they take her, they take her back to R Rivendell. Right, a few hours later. They were at Rivendell and Legolas stayed at Laura's side every day until she wakes up and then Legolas kissed Laura on her lips and then she moved her arms around Legolas and then Legolas said, are you all right? And then Laura said, yes, I am. Legolas said, I'm so happy. And then Laura said, do you want to be my boyfriend? And then Legolas said, yes, I will be your boyfriend. And then Laura and Legolas kissed, said, what happened to me, Legolas? And then Legolas said, you were kidnapped by the orcs and also you were almost beat to death and then the Dark Lord gave you some poison. And the Laura said, why I can only move one arm? And then Legolas said, your left <laughs> arm is broken. Then the door opened and it was Strider. And then Laura said, hello, Strider. And then Strider said, I see you are awake. That's it. <laughs> I see you are awake. That's how it ends. I see you are awake. That's how I end any story, to be honest. I mean, that is a very, very famous fan fiction. And it's com completely written in earnest. It's better than the script for... Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it is. It's, it's, it's superior. It's better than Tolkien's book, let's be honest. It is. Absolutely superior. I mean, let's not even talk about the fact that she was a baby and then it's 10 years later, so she can't be more than like 11. Well, I, I like that because you have to set the scene of being born, you know, because... Yeah, but also it was Legolas that found her and then brought her up as his brother. So she's 11, wants the brother to be the boyfriend. Just... Um, <laughs> Maybe some more time passed? No, it didn't. It literally... I mean, the author is very, very careful to make sure that you know it's 10 years later. I mean, it's like, boom, all come together in one Well, game. yeah, I mean, it, it all kicks off. I mean, I like... I, the thing about Lord of the Rings is it's a, long, it's a long book and I haven't got the time or patience to read that. But if it was like that, I would happily go through it. I mean, th thanks for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really did. Okay, right. Let's so let's sign out. How, how did we do it last time? I think we just sort of said like bye. I, I know we did like a proper thing. I, did we? I've been nostalgic. It. This is right. Let's start that again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the second episode of the Octanerd podcast. I've been nostalgic. And I've been Octavius. Three, two, one. Ah! Oh, okay. oh are you dying? Are you okay? <laughs> Ah!